Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to Clue Done It, the podcast where we make wild guesses about fake TV crimes. Without any clues, context, or apparently accuracy. All right, let's find out. Who was right. Who was wrong. And who is dead. All right, so here we go. I'm Jacob. I'm Jessica. And Jessica, what are we doing today? Today we are doing Picture Perfect Mysteries. Ooh. It's a Hallmark mystery show. There are three episodes total, or three like little TV movie mm-hmm. thingies. I don't, I don't know what you call TV it. TV movies, that's fine. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Available on the Hallmark Channel. We are doing Dead Over Diamonds. Ooh, diamonds. It's, I like that. It's Makes the second sense. one. Oh, yes. go ahead. It makes... No, no, it's the second one. But it makes sense because like the first one, there was jewel tones everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I forgot to say last night when we were watching the first one, that teal color yes. comes up in a couple of different places. Like it is in Lady and the Tramp. Oh. It's a big color in that film. And then when I was watching The Handmaid's Tale, the TV series... Um, I was like, holy crap, because I was also watching the stuff on Disney. And so I was rewatching <laughs> Lady Handmaid's and the Tramp. Handmaid's Disney. That oh, will give you some, like, whiplash. No, seriously. I was getting whiplash because I was like, this is like the house is exactly the floor plan in, or I don't know. It's pretty close to the floor plan in Lady and the Tramp. And the costumes, the colors, like... It's all like Lady and the Tramp, that teal color. It recurs in in different things. Is this like and the number 23? Is this like this is the Pantone version of the number 23? Oh my gosh. If that if that color, if that like Tiffany blue teal color is Pantone 23, we we may have unlocked the mysteries <laughs> of the universe. Maybe. It's not Tiffany blue. I mean, it's well It's not. It's not exactly, but it's as close as you can get without prompting a lawsuit. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, it's more of that teal Lady and the Tramp, Handmaid's yes, Tale, the, you know, Lady of the House color. And it uh, was yeah. everywhere on that first movie. Oh, it my was in, gosh. It was in the police. It was in sweaters. It was on walls. It was in the police office. The police office had binders that were this same color yeah. behind one of the main characters. And it did was, they also have, like, water bottle cups or, you know, things I'm sure they also did. behind? But, I'm yeah, sure it, it was in, it was in, it was like the matting in pictures that were on the wall. Yes. Did you say that already? No, no. but I noticed that, too. Not not even in her I mean it's the theme color of her business which Yes. The lead okay. Picture perfect. She's a photographer. So the leads are, Please. right? So this is Hallmark, so it's a romance. Get out your bingo cards. Now you know. Crime, mystery, <laughs> romance. <laughs> and it stars Alexa Penavega and Carlos Penavega. Alexa plays a photographer named Allie who owns a studio in the bottom floor of her house. And she does like weddings and Mm -hmm. graduations and special events. And kid photos and birthdays and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the photographer things. And then she makes herself into an amateur sleuth who helps Detective Sam, played by Carlos, who is also the the actress's husband, to solve murder mysteries. They're also executive producers on this. This is clearly like something they decided to do together as like uh, family mm-hmm. affair is the wrong way to do it. But they're like, we're a couple. We have chemistry on camera. We, we let's let's work together. Let's let's like let's be entrepreneurial and put this together. Yeah. So. 
They've and done we like co- this we like this color blue, so we should just put it everywhere. <laughs> they also star in a couple of other Hallmark things. They have also done The Power Couple, which oh. actually that's not Hallmark, but it's another show that they were the leads in. It's about two kind of superhero type characters who uh, end up putting their suits away and going to marriage counseling. <laughs> that sounds cute. <laughs> yeah. And then two other, at least two other Hallmark movies, one called Love at Sea and another one called Love in the Lifeline. In the first movie, her brother is accused of killing the groom at a wedding. And so she falls into police detecting work or private investigation work to clear her brother's name, which is also how she comes into contact with the police sergeant detective, whatever his rank is. Detective Sergeant Canada, Vancouver, Rhode Island. It's set in Rhode Island. So whatever ranking they have there, he's a detective moved from the big city of New York back to the small town, still trying to get used to it. But yeah. yeah, that's how they meet and flirt and kind of have a grudging mutual respect and attraction for each other. Yes, yeah. And you know, I tried to I I tried to look for where this is filmed. It I I'm pretty sure it's Vancouver because the actors are Van, the other actors, mm-hmm. you know, like supporting roles are Vancouver based. But yeah, it does take place in Rhode Island. I, yeah, it's, I don't know. it's I was set like, in a small town in Rhode Island. This is also it's so okay, so this show has a lot of they are very witty about certain things and they very they very much have a they have a sense of style and they have a weird sense of wit. So well, let me explain what I mean. Like in addition to this like Tiffany blue almost and teal blue that's everywhere, like every inch of this movie is like set decorated and designed to within an inch of its life, which for a Hallmark movie, I'm like, this is great. Like I know they don't get the biggest budgets in the world. So somebody is spending a lot of time and thought to figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's evident, like it's evident on the screen and not only is that on the scene but it's also like the the title sequence to this it's very like pink panthery mid mod kind of like that 60s kind of animation style yeah so this this like this show has a verve and style to it which is just nice it kind of snaps and pops on your screen a little bit more than other like hallmark movies would and then the other thing about the show is that i don't know if the writer was having taken the piss as the brits would say or something like that but there are weird jokes throughout this like in one of the in the first episode one of the scenes she's talking to her assistant and her assistant's just like yes don't forget we have to go photograph the miskatonic high school prom which i started laughing hilariously and jessica's like what what are you laughing about (laughs) miskatonic was the name of the school and town in lovecraft like that was the like all the horrors of like other dimensions and space monsters and all that stuff, as well as the horrors of racism. Let's be clear about Lovecraft. That mm-hmm. all took place at Miskatonic, with Miskatonic University and Arkham Asylum, or rather Miskatonic, which was located in Arkham, which is, of course, where Batman got Arkham Asylum. So mm-hmm. what he's doing, throwing out this, or she, I, they, what they were she. doing, she, what she was doing, throwing out this reference in the middle of a Hallmark movie, I don't know, but my ears certainly perked up. Well, then you said that. And then a couple minutes later, one of their so there are a number of supporting characters, one of which is you mentioned her assistant Mm -hmm. at the photography studio. And then another is a person who she's an actress, maybe in like community theater locally in the Mm, town. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, And but she does like the kind of 
kind of, yeah. Grifter. She does kind of like the grifter investigator work where she poses as somebody in order to get information. Yeah, she's the disguise. Um, and the, she's the social hacker. She's the one who's going to go in and like pretend to be somebody oh. else and get them to do the thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So she, when she shows up at this business trying to get information out of this guy, posing as somebody who has just inherited a bunch of land and wants it developed, Mm -hmm. she introduces herself as Eve Harrington, which I was like, oh, my gosh, that's all about Eve. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, I mean, it it was also funny because there are just so many, like, it's just such a theater nerd thing to say. I mean, it's perfect. Perfect for her as a theater nerd, but that the fact that the the writer slipped that in was yes. also great. There's yes, and there's there are lots of sly little jokes like this throughout. So it's nice. It's it's a fun show. It clips along, and you know, yeah. I will say I also maybe I'm a little partial to it because I totally nailed who did it in our practice episode. You did. Oh my gosh! Right off in the <laughs> on the screen, you were like, "It's a redhead," and I was like, "Geez, like it just." I mean, before even the body had dropped. Yes. I don't think I said... Before I don't... we even knew who the body might be. Right. I said, it's her. It's her. So, yeah. So, that that also makes me partial to this show. I'm looking to, mm. looking to keep that up. So, yeah. So, well, we should talk about, real quick, just a little bit more about Alexa and Carlos. Sure. So, Alexa is, is born Alexa Vega, and he is born Carlos Pena. And when they got married, they combined their last oh. names. That's very sweet. So that's why they are Alexa Penavega. She was born in Florida, got her start. Her family moved to California when she was four. And she got her start six years old in commercials like JCPenney and McDonald's. So she is a child star. Wow. Um, started in movies like Nine Months and Twister. And she had a recurring character in the final season of Burt Reynolds' Evening Shade, which I know we talked about on this show, because <laughs> the actress who plays the mother of Aurora Teagarden, right? No. No, no, no. The baking, Murder, She Baked show, I think. Yeah. She is also on the Burt Reynolds' Evening Shade. But she is most well-known for Isn't Aurora Teagarden playing... Murder, She Baked? No, those are two different. Oh, see? Okay. This is why this is why I appreciate the blue in this series because it's differentiating it from other Hallmark mystery series. <laughs> yes, Aurora Tea Garden is a librarian. And oh, she bakes, that's she right. She's a baker. That's right. Yes. Has okay. A, a... The the blonde ladies in small towns snooping around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting confused by them. Yeah. Well, and you one might get confused here too because Alexa has had some powerfully different looks in her life. She she is most well known for her character Carmen Cortez in Spy Kids, oh, okay. um, the film series, mm-hmm. and then she also played Julie Corky in the 2004 film Sleepover, um, which is about sort of like early tweens mm-hmm. um, having a sleepover and a bunch of stuff happens. And in <laughs> as Julie, Corky, I would love to hear the pitch on that. It's about a bunch of tweens. They have a sleepover. Quirky stuff happens, and like every yeah. <laughs> every executive is like throwing out all their little dirty secrets that they used to do when they were like tweens at like sleepover parties. Like, oh my god, we have to throw in a Ouija board scene. There has to be a Ouija board scene. Or oh oh no, do the one do the one where you put their hands in the water. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> or do the one where you write mean things about them in a book. Yeah 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 yeah. Do the one like yeah, I can yeah. yeah. Well, a couple funny things about her. I mean, interesting. She has 180 credits. Wow. Um, That's amazing, that number of credits. Yeah, yeah. 
she she got married in 2010 the, for the first time to somebody else, but she divorced uh, that first husband about two years and then met Carlos, who, okay, so Carlos did a lot of guest star stuff. I think his first thing was when he was like 15 years old, um, his first big credit, but he is most well known for being a member of the band Big Time Rush, which was also a yes. Nickelodeon show that he starred in yes. um, with the, the band members. So yeah, he's been in the business for a pretty long time too. I mean, not as long as her, but you can, oh, so they met at Bible study oh, and okay. then developed their relationship from there, they have three kids, and yeah, like I said, they have they work together a, a lot. And I I do wonder. I mean, I know you said family affair, but I do wonder, like, you know, who likes to be away from their family and yeah. you know for long periods of time? If they could just do, and they're both actors, so why not just try to make projects that you can do together, and you can bring the kids along, and yeah, everybody bring- can. And they're producers, they're producers on this. So like, I mean, they're literally producing it. So they're working together. They're producing from it. And it's all like, like I say, family affair, but to a certain extent, it is kind of like a family business. Like you're going to produce this, you're going to sell it, you're going to get the money for it. Like it, it makes all yeah. the sense in the world to me. I think it's great. Yeah. Unfortunately, it did get canceled. They didn't ask for more, but you know, they'll be in plenty of other Hallmark things. Yes. And I'm sure um, that their production sure. company is doing lots of other things too. So Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's it. So there are leads and they're adorable. By the way, he is five six and she is five one. And oh my gosh, they are them dance in the episode yesterday that we were watching. I was like, is she taller than him? Because she was wearing like I you know, six inch heels. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> they were so tall. <laughs> but she is not. Five one, wow, that is okay. So yeah, five one and five six. Tiny. Yeah. 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 And then in this episode, I'm Mm -hmm. so excited, Jacob. Have you looked ahead? No, I have not. You're the one who does all the pre 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 watching IMDb research as or as I like to call it, cheating. Right, right. (laughs) Well, Eric Estrada is going to be in this episode. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes. He... Okay, we're we're going right now. <laughs> we're just gonna stop right now. We're just gonna stop he... right now. Eric plays Eric Estrada plays Carlos's or his character is Sam Acosta, mm-hmm. his chess player uncle that oh, he does correspondence okay, yes. chess he does correspondence with. chess with Luis. Luis. Yeah. Yeah. And so for anybody who's listening who doesn't know who Eric Estrada is, he was the star 138 episodes mm-hmm. as Officer Frank. Pun- How do you say his last? Well, Ponch, no, Ponch yeah. was a sidekick. In... No, no, that was his. No, that was him. That was his. Okay, great. Yeah, Ponch. yeah, Punchicello, Punchicello. I never know. I just Punch- knew it was Ponch. Punchicello. Punch- oh my gosh, I can't believe I watched that show. Anyway, Chips. <gasps> <laughs> he was the star of Chips with him and another guy. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I had an action figure of him. Oh, for sure. I, I really watched that and that show, and I was like, those motorcycles look very balanced. I bet I could drive one. <laughs> I never knew that. Okay. <laughs> we'll, go get, we'll go get you a police Harley, or they're police BMWs <laughs> now, but we'll get, you, we'll get you a nice fully loaded police Harley. See how you do. They look very balanced, wouldn't you say? Like, they are they very balanced, very yes. very grounded. And <laughs> yeah. 
There are also the two other actors that we were talking about, the assistant photographer, Noah Adam Adinson, is played by Trezo Mahoro, and Sunita Prasad plays the friendly actress investigator that we mentioned. She's been on The Doctor and Unreal and The Chesapeake Shores show. She's also done Nancy Drew and Eureka, again, Vancouver. So why don't you tell us the logline for this one, this Diamonds oh, episode? Yes. Okay. The logline is photographer Allie and Detective Sam's investigation into a priceless stolen necklace leads to danger and an unexpected death. Okay, well, here's a question for you then. If the crime is this stolen jewelry, do we stop at the crime or do we stop at the death? Well, the episode is called Dead Over Diamonds. So I think there is going to be a murder. Okay, so we'll stop at the murder. Yeah, yeah. Should we throw this to the podcast adjudication board, see what they say? Yeah, let's, uh, you know, yeah. give them a text. We'll, we'll, th- <laughs> we'll throw it up there and then watch for the semaphore signals as they travel <laughs> down the coast from Squamish. But while we do that, we'll go and watch this first little bit and we'll let you know how it goes. So if we were going to do a heist movie, who would you be in the heist? Well, I do love Leverage. Yes. And Sophie's character... I just, you know, she gets to dress up. She gets to pretend she's somebody else. I love all that. So the social hacking. Yeah. You wanna, yeah. You yeah. want to do the grifting part of everything. Yes. Yeah, the grifter. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. How about you? I'm thinking about that. Like, part of me thinks that, like, I would absolutely be the nerd. I'd be your hacker kind of guy on this, except I don't oh, really I know any hacking. And so then part of me is just like, no, I'm just going to be the muscle. I'm just going to go in and, like, beat people up. And then you look Ooh. at me and you're like, Jacob, you're not the muscle. Let's just be clear on this. You're... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I guess that leaves the mastermind. So, yeah, I'm the mastermind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you could be the mastermind. That's okay. what I, I will right. be the master. I will be the mastermind, and maybe I'll get things right if I'm the mastermind. Or maybe, maybe I'll, be, maybe I should just stick to the podcast and not try to do a life of crime, <laughs> seeing as what my record is on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Okay. <laughs> And any, we have a heist in front of us, though. We stopped before we got to a body. Jessica was a little disappointed. There were some tears. Oh, well, yeah. I was like, I don't want to say this on the pod, but now I'm going to say it. I'm a little disappointed. It is called Dead with Diamonds, or what did I over, say it's called? Dead, over, dead diamonds. over Diamonds. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure there will be a murder. It's just I think the murder is going to be like your act Con- two twist. So you're yeah. much too far into it to, for there to be any kind of Legit consequential guessing. yeah yeah no no there'll be consequences yeah. but i think we'll definitely have a, a lot more information about it all so right yeah. now my money's on the waiter or the guy who has angina which is just one of those words which just sounds <laughs> well it's missing a v it's missing so. and, the, and some letters are in the wrong order but it just sounds like an angina but anyways, anyways, yes, there's a there's a very there's a man who looks like it looks like they went to the Hallmark Christmas movie section, found one of their Santa Clauses, brought him over to the mystery section and said, you're going to have an angina attack during this heist scene or no, right after the heist. Scene. OK, well, before we get in too deep into this, we should tell you what happens. So. Yeah. There's an art showing at a gallery. The gallery is owned by Camille, who happens to be Noah's mother. And Allie is there to take photos of all the fancy guests. And some of the fancy guests are, I think his name is Thomas. 
Oh, gosh. You remember the names of the people that we met? Only wow. A, only okay. a couple. I'm really hoping that you remember what the lady said who, you know, she had all the knowledge of Catherine Stansbury. Yes, Reed. And, oh, Gwendolyn. Okay. And she said that she had all this knowledge because she's an expert in jewelry or no, in this particular jewelry? No, she was the granddaughter. Jewelry? She was the <gasps> expert of this because she was the oh. granddaughter of Catherine Stansbury Reed. Mm. And then Maya, the actress friend, is just like, huh, well, why isn't it not on your neck and on display? And Gwendolyn gets all frosty and Gwendolyn is just like, that's a good question. But anyways, but, but, but we'll get there. We'll get So there's a, di- there's a bunch of things on display. There, Camille, who is Noah's mother, Noah is assistant, is has a gallery. She's putting on the display of a collection of James Risen. He is a reclusive but snooty art collector. He has a fawning assistant whose name who is really isn't that his brother? It is his brother, but his brother is also his assistant. But yes, we find out later it's his brother, and his brother is doing a great Fred Armisen. Like, I, like I literally have to like wait, but that's not Fred Armisen. Okay, great. Oh, you thought it was a Fred Armisen? So okay, I was thinking it's from Bob's Burgers. It's the brother of Mister. <laughs> yes, what's his Mr. name? Fishoder. Mister Fishoder. Mister Fishoder. There's Mister Fishoder, and then his <laughs> sniveling little brother, and that. Well, it's not sniveling. Bruce? The brother isn't sniveling. Is I his... forget. And then yeah. We're wildly off track. There's an art opening. One of the pieces on display is a very famous diamond necklace. The brother tries to get something else out of to display out of a locked glass case, which is this famous dagger. He goes to he gets Camille to get him the security key. And then as they're and then that's great. They get the that. Then as James Risen is about to give a speech, the lights flicker, the lights go out, they're only out for a minute. Then when they come back on, a waiter, this is hilarious, a waiter accidentally like stumbles and falls. And the waiter has already been shown to be a klutz because he the Allie runs in, literally runs into the waiter earlier. But this waiter nearly drops a tray, which starts a domino effect of people falling. They all fall into into a podium that has a vase on it they knock it over maya grabs the vase it is a little bit of comic physical slapstick mischief it's hilarious but after that happens santa claus has an angina attack <laughs> after the angina attack they realize that there has been that the necklace has been stolen so yeah. there you, you missed go one important fact what did i miss that is that the brother, when he goes into the security room with Camille, following her while she's getting the key mm-hmm. from the secret place, she has to put her card against the security right. thing in order to open a drawer that has the one single key to it or inside and it. lots of security cameras. He he kind of, there's a little moment of like making oh, eyes at the security guy, just a little bit. And then the security guy is asked by Camille, says, Camille says, I hope you don't mind, but he, I would like him to accompany you. And he says, oh, of course, I would feel more comfortable if he did while I was holding the knife. And so the security guy leaves with the camera still running, but there is nobody else in that room. Yeah, there's nobody else. Yeah, and he goes to supposedly stand by the guy with the knife, but I don't think we ever really see him again. We don't, not yet, at least anyways. But yeah, there you go. So apparently everyone's accounted for and the heist happened. And now James Risen is very upset and threatening to put Camille out of business. So it's Allie on the case. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, it's going to. And oh, the their security cameras. There are eight security cameras on that necklace, but none of them have they any video. They were all out oh, for two, two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. Yes. So here are our suspects. We have okay. the waiter who runs into people. Mm-hmm. We have Thomas, who is married to Gwendolyn Stansbury Reed. And mm-hmm. they're very, like, she's very snippy with him. We have Angina Man, also known as Santa Claus with a Heart Attack. And that's a t-shirt, Santa Claus with a Heart Attack. We have the brother slash assistant. We have, for that matter, even James Risen could be a suspect. A suspect I think so. because, like, let's he could be getting the insurance money for all of yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I think those are all of our suspects that I can know about. What I noticed, what, what clearly they're doing this time, which we the couldn't caterer. tell. That's the waiter. Oh, the waiter and the security guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're done, what they're doing on this, they did this in the last episode as well. But this is the second one we've seen, so we're able to see more patterns on this. Like they do the rather like in Endeavor, they do a kind of montage at the beginning where they show you a snippet of everybody's life, and those are your suspects. Those are the people you're going to follow throughout this thing. But in this one, what they do is, as Allie is walking around taking photos of people at the event, she does. She takes photos of the people at the event, and those are clearly going to be the suspects and people they question throughout. So. I didn't take good enough notes to catch them all, but Santa Claus Man was one of them. And I will say this here. I'm not sure I'm going to change my vote yet. Oh, you forgot somebody. Who did I forget? Somebody that you are going to accuse because you said it out loud. Santa Claus Man. No. The Daniel Drake, the supposed society journalist. Oh, that's right. Yes. So while she's, so yes, while Allie is taking, so I have two people I need to choose from here. So while Allie is taking uh, photos of things, she sees another man taking photos and she's like, who are you? I thought I was the only photographer here. And he says, well, I'm Daniel Drake. I work for the newspaper. I'm their society reporter. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, have a good day. Yes, you too. Have a good day. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's him. Because he's very clear to get her name. And yes. So yes, you're right. I think it's either a Santa Claus with angina or it's that man right there. But the waiter is definitely in cahoots with all of this. Or the waiter is just, the waiter is either in cahoots or the waiter is there to hit on Maya because he knew that Maya would be there. That's what I say about that. Okay. So you have to, you've said a lot. (laughs) So you now have to make your guess. You cannot force it me to go first (laughs) you have to make your decision and then you have to stick with it no changing no change no changes (laughs) no no changes after listening to mine you're like "Hmm, convincing argument i'm going to change (sighs) doesn't matter i'm always wrong i change i stay the same (laughs) all right i you know what i am i'm sticking with the society reporter because it's just too convenient i think he was shoot i shouldn't have brought it up (laughs) (laughs) no i do i think i i'm not sure if santa claus was in cahoots with him but i do think it was the society reporter because one thing they've started doing in this episode like last episode they were very clear that it was a small town it's a small town it's a small town yeah they have called this a city twice now in this in this episode i'm like what what happened to the whole small town small town vibe? Now we got now it's a city. Hmm. In any event, all right. Wait a minute. What? I have one more. Yes. Who was the guy in the white jacket? Because it's a black and white kind of theme party. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wearing black and white. And the guy there was one guy in a white jacket who had. Oh yeah, who just like, like kind of like walked up in the middle of everything. It was yeah, dark, he kind of had hair. poofy hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poofy I don't know. Hair. We don't know anything about him yet. But you're right. Mm. He did show up. 
And th- she was taken, like, they did take a photo of him, but we don't know name. We don't know anything about him other than White Jacket Man. Yeah. Okay. I do. I bet it was Society Paper Man, because I don't think they're going to bring in a real Society Reporter character in this town. So I bet it was him. I bet he was working with the brother, maybe blackmailing the brother or maybe offering the brother a little bit of a cut because the brother is clearly under the thumb. There's going to be there's the thing about this is there's so many moving parts in a heist movie like ocean. Like think back to Ocean's Eleven. Everybody's got to do their special little part. So I can't wait to see how all these pieces like interlock with each other. But I bet it was I bet it was the newspaper man because he's so keen to know who she is. What's your name? What are you doing? Who are you? Who are you? What are you here for? Yeah, and she's a photographer, of course. I mean, if anybody works in society, they know there's always an official photographer mm-hmm. because there's got to be somebody there to have like three ladies standing by some rich guy. Everybody's just a little bit drunk or looking very uncomfortable because somebody else is drunk in the room. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going with him. I'm, it's, I mean, it's the same mode. He wants. He just wants to get rich. That's what I say. I don't think there's any kind of justice or anything to it. Mm-hmm. I think he just he thought it would be a good heist, and uh, he wanted the cash payoff. So that's what I think. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. See, now that See, is you good. You made me go first. I did. I did, and that is really good. And and I was the guy who, rem- and I I was the person that reminded you of him mm-hmm. to, to that effect. And I I do think you're right that there it is going to be a heist, like with different people with different responsibilities. And there's going to be a reason why she wanted to hustle out of there so fast. I don't know if that's because she she graffitied something. <laughs> really? I don't what? know. That was just my random, my random. She had a sharpie huh. and she was like writing like you "suck it, James" on like a vase or something. <laughs> or she just realized she got her period and needed to go home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I just can't be here anymore. And she got splashed on. She was splashed on by the uh, by the, the waiter. waiter. Yeah. She she got really got a big splash. So maybe, you know, she's like dripping down the front of her dress and that's uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah, she wants to and she's sad about the jewelry. No, but I think she saw the jewelry go. Oh, that's and... interesting. So yeah, she saw it go. So she knows who has it. So she's like, we're going to blackmail them to get this back. Yeah, because she does not like James Risen. No. I, I also think that for sure James Risen and his brother well and I'll just also did you notice that James Risen was very upset about his brother's drinking and like yes. put it down the yes his sink. brother his brother was making a martini at one point and James told in his the brother middle to go, of the day in the middle of the day and James <laughs> told his brother in the morning, to go actually yeah James told his brother to go pay the gardeners and as the brother left and so James threw out his martini into the sink yeah. And the way he said it, too, you have to go pay the gardeners. And he kind of goes, okay, I will go pay the gardeners. So yeah. I just wonder if this is like, quote, unquote, go pay the gardeners, like get out of the room. We, I don't want you talking to these people. I, I would think that, except I think I like think it was euphemism. less a euphemism and more just humiliating. I think he was just upset that he was being humiliated. Like he's trying to be like the brothers trying to be all like flash and upper crust making himself a martini i own i'm running this house i belong here you don't and then the brother comes in and james comes in and just puts him in his place so i think he was just upset over that but oh he was so he was trying to do a power move and it just fell flat yeah exactly and james just cut him off yeah like he's trying to 
So I think that this is an insurance scam. I think you mentioned that, but mm-hmm. I think that it, it is. On James's part. Yes. So I think that's what's going to happen is they're going to try to make money both ways. And I think that the whole thing, like James wanting his brother to get the knife out of the thing was mm-hmm. just a ruse. James Absolutely. Just to was, learn how the security system worked. Yeah. Well, or just because maybe there's only one key for all oh, of the yeah, different right. things. And so... The, that was the brother's job and the security guard's job mm-hmm. is to get out of the security room, not watch what things are happening. And then the, the knife was just, you know, just hold the knife and and then give me the key or somebody else will steal the key from you. Or maybe the brother is so dumb that he just <gasps> is like following the rules and then the bro- the key gets stolen from him by somebody else who is going to steal the necklace. But then... They think they're stealing the necklace to... You're losing me, Jess. You're down so many rabbit holes. And then... <gasps> I think that's what was going to happen. I think they're going to steal the necklace thinking that they are getting a cut of this through somebody else. But then it's going to turn out that the real necklace was never on display. It was always... Oh, it was always the fake one. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So... So you think James is behind it all? I think he is. Okay. You heard it here. That's my guess. Gotcha. I should also say, so a couple other things that we didn't really talk about, but I want to—I just want to put out there because it's so much fun before we go and watch the rest of this. But oh, those, yes. are, those are our guesses. We're going to lock those in there. She's yeah. going with James and insurance fraud. I'm going with newspaper society reporter man as, as the mastermind of the heist. Yeah. Um, a couple other things I want to say. So Eric Estrada did show up and he's great. He's so much fun to watch. But also they filmed the scene of him coming to visit Sam in the morning. Like he comes in the morning and it's so cold oh my god like you just <laughs> see like you literally see the like I mean, obviously their breath is like you can see their breath in it but you can practically see the steam coming off of their bodies it's so cold in the morning and like eric estrada is wearing this like short sleeve hawaiian shirt because he's meant to be just coming from his retirement on these islands but he's also got like he's wearing that over a very thick gray long sleeve shirt so it's clearly like nope i can't do this it's too cold i need to actually be covered up yeah yeah and he isn't yeah he's not wearing a jacket yeah and he barely has well as we learned today he has a gunny sack he has a gunny sack yes (laughs) he has a canvas bag of all his possessions with him for this trip and so it doesn't look like there's much in there that's going to warm him up oh poor guy (laughs) <laughs> and I will also say that Noah, this this semester, Noah is studying forensics. So yes. there you go. He's still going on with all the law and order stuff. So anyways, so there we go. We've, we're locked in. We're going to go watch this and have some more fun. We'll be right back. See you soon. So, Jessica. You is mean, there... yes, you mean, so winner, Jessica. <laughs> yes, that is in fact what I mean. So, winner, congratulations, Jessica. You win the prize. Thank it you is, very much. It is not a diamond necklace. The prize is not a diamond necklace. You just Dang get another it. point. Perfectly symmetrical diamond Perfectly symmetrical, necklace. Absolutely costume jewelry necklace. I'll, I can get you one of those, no problem. It'll be it'll be perfect and grand. High yes, Jessica. Art. Totally made. Totally nailed it. Just absolutely, hundred percent nailed it. I oh, was. I don't know about a hundred percent. 
percent. You? What did you mean the hundred percent? You said that it, James Risen was behind it, and he was going to do it for insurance fraud, and he was going to sell it and get insurance money. Yes, and that is exactly what happened. The rest of the rest of the nonsense, which we don't have time to go through, the rest of the nonsense. <laughs> 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 the plot machinations that made this happen was just unbelievable. Oh, and we and did we, get a dead body. We did get a dead body. It was 34 much, minutes in. 34 minutes in. So I'm glad we stopped at the crime. I'm glad yes. we didn't wait for that because we would have got, uh, you know, honestly, I don't know that the clues would have helped us because <laughs> I think our guesses probably would have been the same. So, yes, Jessica got it right. I was wrong. I really wanted that. So it turns out the reporter was just a reporter. Yes, I was so surprised. He was so nefarious, even in the last scene. He was totally nefarious. Like, they they played, they had that ball in the air really well. Like, he he comes up later on and somehow he gets a little clue. And you always think that he's just, like, checking up on her. And then there's one final stakeout scene at a marina. And he, like, comes up at her at night and, like, surprises her. And you're like, oh, he's totally the bad guy now. But no. Mm. But no, he was just just a reporter who had a little bit of a crush on her, was trying to hit on her. And she didn't want any of it. She's like, my heart belongs to Sal. I mean, she didn't say that. She she didn't (laughs) even say she was dating anybody. But you could tell. You could just tell. Her heart belongs to Sam. To Sam. 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 His name's Sam. His name's Sam? I thought it was Sal. Yeah, Sam. Sam. S-A-M. Okay, Sam. Fair enough. You were one letter off. That's okay. I, you know me and names. I have to be reminded what my best friend's name is. So. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I, I. but, you know, even so, he was hitting on her. I was really glad that she was. I mean, of course she's going to say no, but... I guess the, the, I felt like the director also spent like an extra bit of time where she was like, oh, no. And he looks at her like, oh, you've got somebody else. You, of course, you already have another date. And she was like, well, I um, e-, like she's not going to explain it. But there's like right. an, I feel like there's an extra pause there where she's going to say. Well, I'm actually married to somebody. <laughs> she had to remember her lines. Like, yeah, I married him. No, no. Oh, right, right, right. My character is not. I'm mar- My character is not. Okay, yes, you're right. Can, can we take that again? <laughs> yeah. I really felt like there was an extra moment there for us all to be like, <laughs> I'm sure that's what was going on. Yes. Yeah. And I then, will, go yeah, on. go ahead. No, I was going to say, they have another really great murder board in this one. And there's a little funny bit of slapstick scene in there where she's trying to, like, hide... Sam has come over to question her about something and she's like, oh, we have to hide the murder board from him before he sees it. And so she's trying to figure out a way to like hide it. And Noah has left because Noah is trying to hook them up and make sure they like fall in love with each other. And as so he's Sam is looking away and she's trying to move the murder board around. And he without even looking back, he's just like, I know what's there. I've seen it already. You need to stop this. (laughs) And also I will like there's a so. Of course, they give Sam a tragic backstory. He was in love with this assistant district attorney, and she died trying to prosecute organized crime. And that's why he ran off to Willow Haven, because he was just so upset with himself for not being able to bring them in. And there's a great, great monologue scene where he's just like, I'm really, really digging deep in acting. And Eric Estrada just gets to stand there and look at him and look concerned. Oh, no, it wasn't (laughs) Eric. It wasn't Eric Estrada. It wasn't his uncle. It was the other police guy. You're right. In it the... was the other police guy. Yes. Yeah, because he was working late and looking through files or mm-hmm. something. and then. But Eric Estrada does tell him he needs to let it go. It does. He it does. does to say that yes. earlier. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he gives him some very good soulful advice. Later. They're all the beats. All the beats you would expect to find 
are here. The like, and like at the marina, she gets captured. The she manages to text the police that something is happening, but then she gets captured and she's about to be killed. And then the cops show up and they throw her into the water. And then Sam can't even continue the chase. He's got to dive into the water after her and save her from the like. It's a marina. She's three feet from a pier with a ladder on it, but he's got to do it. And, so they get back on the dry land and they're like, oh, you care for me. All the beats are there. Yeah. The and she says, I was on varsity swimming, <laughs> the swimming team. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yes. Like you can take care of yourself, yeah. which I mean, she can. But these people were pretty like baddies. And there were a lot of them. It wasn't there were, just so, one person. Oh my goodness. So so every person every person we saw, like Jessica was saying, like every person we saw in the intro was involved in this. It's like how did you think you were going to get away with this when literally everybody in town apparently was in on this plan. Somebody was going to crack. Somebody was not going to be happy with how much money they made on the split. Like I made a joke earlier about how like during the organized chaos, like the waiter runs into somebody and then all these people fall into each other. And then a vase, like practically every single person in this plot falls on each other right there. It's yes. (laughs) Santa Claus man was involved. His, his name, Santa Claus man, God bless. He thought he was doing immersive theater. (laughs) Yes. That was hilarious. He was the only one who didn't know the whole plan. Literally everybody else knew the whole plan. Like everybody knew the plan except for Santa Claus, which Honestly, I I prefer it that way. I want to think of my Santa Claus as in the off season as a community theater player, just, just you know, out there trotting the boards. Just that's getting, how, that's yeah, how just I getting like gigs. My, just just getting gigs. Just doing a mouse trap here, a Tenardier <laughs> there. What do you think Santa Claus is what do you think Santa Claus's favorite musical is? Oh wow. Maybe Little Shop of Horrors? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, sure. It's- complete opposite of... <laughs> well no, not, that's not true little shop of mm-hmm. horrors in cleveland growing up there was this there was a tv station that would always play little shop of horrors on christmas eve what so i am oh my i am gosh. i am not even what? kidding it was a yearly <laughs> thing they would play little shop of horrors on christmas eve that is bonkers how did i and what like who wants to watch that movie on okay look there's a reason okay. i think alien is a christmas movie i guess i guess oh my gosh you're just piling on wait so did that channel show it showed alien right no, no no that's just little that's just no 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 that's just my own little weirdness happening oh, right okay, there okay okay you're just from cleveland hence weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that tracks sure your sure, weird sure. was inculcated yes i come by it honest yes yeah okay Wow. All right. Well, okay. what do you think it would be? What what musical? I'm trying to think. I'm racking my brain. I can't think of Elf. <laughs> yes. There. Oh, Elf or Susical. So elf, Susical, or there's what's the one with Ralphie? What's the one with Ralphie that they play? Oh, every... A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. That's a musical now. I bet that's Is that's it? got a rank oh, on Santa Claus's okay. favorite thing. You don't think he's like into a Bronx Tale or no like, next to normal. Oh my god! <laughs> Spring I Awakening. Really, I really want to. Oh Santa geez. Claus is really oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Santa Claus being like, no, no, no! I can pull off a teenager. I'm young enough. I can still do a teenager for Spring Awakening. Don't make me a horrible parent in Spring Awakening. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. 
Make that happen. Casting directors, make that happen. Santa Claus and Spring Awakening. Go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean he has to be in it. It just means he enjoys it by himself. Fair. Okay. Okay. But what but, do you... So, but like... Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Then another question here. What do you think is Santa Claus's favorite? What do you think is, is his audition monologue? Oh, wow. I think it's definitely from Book of Mormon. <laughs> I think it's the when what's his name tells the story of yeah. of Jesus. Yes, yeah. you're making and things like up again. There's like Star Wars and Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, Elder It's not Elder Price. What's no, it's Elder... Elder Cunningham? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well what do you think? That's mine. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I want to, I want to see him do Willie Loman from Death of a Salesman. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yes. Oh Santa yeah. Cla- Santa Claus really struggles with that. He's like, how come he can't just give his kids everything he wants? I'm able to give presents to everybody. All year. How come Willie Loman can't just give things to people? Like that really touches him on a deep level. I really think he has a deep connection to Death of a Salesman. He's like, when I die, attention must be paid. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jacob! Are you suggesting that Santa is not the beginning and the end? That he has a death? <sighs> That's a good question. That's a good question. We're going down a rabbit we're, hole. We're going here. down a deep rabbit hole here. We don't need to go. Into... Let's talk about the design of this again, because once again, they did really good work with the design. You yes. have even admitted that you think it is a Tiffany blue now. Yes, I did. I did. And our TV, it needs a little color work, and I turned up the brightness the other day. So yes, you did. It yes, might, you did. <laughs> it might be playing with the color. Because when we were watching the Super Bowl, I was convinced that Rihanna was wearing pink, like hot pink. And then everybody was reporting the next day, like, oh, her red outfit. And I was like, she was wearing hot pink. I mean, it was very cool. Cool, hot pink. I was really excited about it. And they were like, no, it's red. Oh, that must be our TV. <laughs> Yes, so it, yeah. it's probably a Tiffany blue, and yeah, it looks really great. It looks really good, but they also, like, they still have, like, the, the police station still looks like a preschool. Like, there's still just such an amazing little craft services kitchen in the background of Sam's desk over there, and all it the little really folders match. Is. It did and, look like a preschool. It looked like preschool cubbies behind him. Yes. And there's a fruit basket. A fruit basket. Hey, 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 hey. Let's not stereotype cops. They don't eat donuts all the time. They can have fruit baskets. Uh, okay. Why not? But <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that they do the same thing that everybody else does, where it's like, it's late at night, so a place of work must be dark, even though there are many people working here. Who do- Like, who does this? Even though it's a night shift, who has, like... People don't turn out the lights when they're still in an office at night. It's that horrible fluorescent glow. But no, if you're if you're coming into an office at night, all the lights have to be dim. No. And there's only desk lamps on it. Oh, okay. Because they're Shoot. working I, late. I wish that we had rewound this now because when it, it's close to the last scene, it's like mm-hmm. the 11th hour. It's a great, um, yeah, it's a great scene. She because... comes in. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, she comes in to give him, Sam, Allie comes into Sam's office at the police department. And when I say office, I mean the His like, desk area. pit bull yeah. that he's sitting in. Bull uh, pen. A pit bull pen, bull sorry. Pen. He's, he's bull. sitting in a pit bull. We've gone full <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. It's too cold. <laughs> Please go on. Um, so, yeah, he's sitting at his desk and she comes in to give him a clue. And he's like, you cannot do this. It is dangerous. People yes. have been killed and you really cannot be doing this. And she's like, I can take care of myself and you don't know me. And I thought we were partners. And I was like, 
Oh my God. I, I had all these mixed feelings because I was like, yes, you can take care of yourself. Yes, we want this and we want you to be doing this because it's a TV show. But seriously, honestly, in reality, you are tampering with evidence. Your evidence is inadmissible. <laughs> so let the police do this. Yeah. So I was upset about it. and But I'm fairly certain we could rewind this. I was fairly, I'm fairly certain that the light was full on when she came to visit him. And then as the scene went on, it got darker and darker and darker so that when he goes to the elevator, the light elevator is like fully lit and he gets in the elevator and then she has a moment and the camera's on her face. And that was some good acting where she was like, God damn it, I'm going to, she's not going to say God damn it because she's a. Because Hallmark. Because Hallmark. But in her face, you could see that she was thinking like, damn it, I'm going to do this anyway. He doesn't believe in me or whatever. But I will also note, I will also note that when she, so we're going to jump forward and then we're going to jump back, right? She's thrown into the water by the bad guys. Yeah. And then, you know, he, I mean, she saves herself because she can swim, but, you mm -hmm. know, he falls, he goes in after her. They land on top of each other, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, no, I'm just, I, I just, I'm cold right now. I'm fine. I'm just cold because it's like raining, sleeting rain on the camera and she has been wearing like cashmere turtlenecks through like yes. this whole episode and that so last scene i said that last scene must have been all of the stakeout and everything like that it must have been murder to shoot because we know it's cold we saw how cold yes. it was in an earlier scene and it was it was at night it was cold and it was legit raining like yeah, it, it was like legit it was, raining. It was I legit thought maybe raining. it was for looks, but then no, you could was... see on the other props around them that they were all gathering. Yeah, no, that must have water. just been miserable to shoot. Yes. And he, they, they both had to like they both had to dive in the water and get wet. Like that's some commitment right there. Yeah, they know like one take that you're just you got one take on that people. Yeah, yeah. So. She so in the next scene you see he's got a sweatshirt he's got sweatpants yeah he's and like he's changing and his sweats it's on very and, cute and she's been put into some sort of you know warm cozy sweat suit also that's appropriate and just sized just for her and her hair is like way longer and looks like it's just been air dried you know because she just came out of the water and she's right. like a suspect and having to be questioned and whatever. But when she came in originally to, to tell him about this clue, about, you know, some, this, this thing going down at 10 p.m. at the docks, her hair was so perfect wavy. It was so pretty. It was so pretty. And her makeup was really well done. She looked super cute. And so when you see the difference between her, like, air dried hair and which I'm not saying it looks bad or anything, but it's just notable, like, oh, 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 we're we are being told that she did her hair and her makeup to go see him at the police department and deliver this clue to him about the stakeout. Interesting. And so now she's, you know, she's not bedraggled because she still looks cute. But, right. you know, her hair is air. She's dry. a little it's worse not, for wear. Yeah, it's not done. And, of course, it's TV, so her makeup still looks pretty good. But she's a little barefaced compared to what she looked like before. And so, yeah, I think that that was supposed to be a clue that she had, like, she had dressed up for him. Up and for so time. when he leaves and it's like, you have to not 
do this anymore. And he doesn't even know about this clue that she's about to give him or she would have given him. And he leaves in the elevator and leaves her behind in the office standing there. And the camera takes in her face and she's like, I'm thinking in my head, you know, damn it, I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to show him. But she's also like, well, what can I get through to this guy? I really do want to partner with him, but I can't really tell if he likes me because she did say that. Was it that in this episode or the last one where she was like, I don't really know if he likes me. I don't even know. Or was that something that was else a little I was watching? There's a lot of will they, won't they in this one as well. I just want to, yeah. something occurred to me when you're doing that. And I just want to share this with everybody. And I just want to say, this has been Costume and Makeup Corner <laughs> with Jess. <laughs> Okay, yes. <laughs> so did you look her up? What can you tell us? Or her, him, for that matter. Did you look them up? Yes. So the costume and wardrobe department head is Nicole McCormick. She worked on Legion. Um, oh, wow. That's a yeah. great show. Yeah. She also is currently on Nick and Nora Sister Sleuths, which a couple of other people on this show have worked on. Sounds fun. That does and, sound fun. We should put yeah, that on the list. Yeah. And there's a TV movie. I'm assuming this is a hallmark called Sense, Sensibility, and Snowmen. Sensibility and Snowmen? <laughs> yeah. 2019. I take, I take it back. That may be Santa Claus's favorite Yeah, well, you're favorite right. Movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, she also did the TV movie Amish Abduction. That's oh, That's got to be a lifetime. Uh, yeah. That's got to be movie. a lifetime thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then the makeup department head is Deneen Dale. And she has also garage sale mysteries in Mm -hmm. her body of work, her resume. We've scrolled by that to get to Picture Perfect. Yeah. That's in our future. Yeah. She also worked on Aurora Tea Garden and Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. She's also keeping it quirky. Yeah. She's done some Lucifer. She's done some Arrow sorority murders she's also done some lifetime seems like that's probably a lifetime movie yeah hannah osborne was the assistant makeup artist on this episode and she has boatloads of hallmark on her resume nice although i will say this is her second credit picture perfect mysteries is her second credit so her career really took off in 2020 she's got so many credits 2020, 2021, and then 2022. So she hooked into the Hallmark team and they were like, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> and, she's, so, and she's makeup, right? Yeah, she is makeup I, assistant. I wonder what, Hannah, if you're listening, reach out, tell us, what are the makeup tri- tricks you did to like keep it real with a mask? With the mask? Tw- with, if, if they're doing all these movies in 20 and 2021 and 2022, there's oh, all yes. kinds of masking going on. So she yeah, has to you're have right. some massive tips about all that. Yeah, yeah. There's also a Jillian Tymos who was in the makeup department. And that is... Oh, she actually, sorry, Jillian Tymos, she's done makeup, but she is actually the key hairstylist for this show. And so good job on the wavy and the air drying. Yeah. And she also worked on Sense and Sensibility and Snowman. Wait a minute. Is it is it Sensibility and Snowman or is it Sense and Sensibility and Snowman? Sorry. Sense, Sensibility and Snowman. Sense, comma, Sensibility and Snowman. We just may have to end this podcast right now and go watch that show. (laughs) That 
Oh my God, I am in love with that title. Whoever, oh, great. This has really come full circle. I mean, I think you're right. You know, Santa would love that one. Well, Santa would absolutely love that one. And I, if, if our Santa Claus is in that episode, we will release a special podcast all about that actor. Because just, <laughs> good job, man. Yeah, he was pretty great. And the costume designer is Barbara Greguzova. Good job. Greguzova. We apologize, Barbara. We're doing Um, our best. So, so, yeah, so sorry. She, great job, Barbara, has a bunch of images in her image gallery on IMDb. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't have any images there, you know, along with all of her credits and stuff. And I want to say that her images include a lot of her renderings for different things. Oh, Yeah, and not for TV, but it looks like maybe it's kind of just like, here are my experimental renderings. I can do cool things. Go and check out her images and her renderings. There's also some jewelry on here. It's really yeah. Oh, I wonder if she designed the necklace that everybody was after in this. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I bet she did. Yeah. I bet, well, she, I I bet mean, she fought the prop designer for it. Right. <laughs> yeah, those are that's one of those crossover things that like usually the prop people would be like, yeah. This is my area. But yeah, maybe if she was the specialist, they'd be like, Okay, yeah, we want we would like you to do that. So this person that we are referring to as Santa, who yes. is the community theater actor. Yes, hired it, to pretend that he has angina because they wanted he was told that it is an immersive <laughs> theatrical experience. <laughs> He's the only one who doesn't know the whole plan. (laughs) Hilarious. So his act, the actor's name is Russell Roberts, and he is actually Welsh. Uh, Looks like he was born in um, (laughs) Wales. (laughs) (laughs) I I was waiting. I was going to let you get there yourself. Yeah. So it looks like he was actually born in Wales, and he did his special theater training at the Old Vic Theater School in hmm. Bristol, England. Mm-hmm. And he lists his resume details, 40-plus years as a theater actor, 30-plus years in film and TV, extensive theater, musical theater, resume on request. Helen, you see, musical theater yeah. on request. Yeah, and he does have 64 credits, including a number of video game voiceover for oh, that's nice. playing the king in the Barbie, Mariposa, and the Fairy video games. Hilarious. Or Barbie as the Island Princess. Barbie as Rapunzel. Barbie as Magic of Pegasus. So he's had he's some fun. He's the king in all those. Yes, that, that yeah. sounds great. All right. Who, who else do we need to know about? Well, I do want to mention the two writers that are credited for this. Yes, please. The first is Walter Klenhard, who the characters are based on. And he is an American film director, writer, actor, and he's done a bunch of stuff. A lot of it I don't recognize, but... Clearly, he he. It doesn't sound like as our as far as I can see that he created these characters in like a novel or something. Like mm-hmm. maybe he just he pitched it and they were like, oh yeah, but we're gonna have Marcy Holland who wrote the three episodes movies of these versions. Yeah. she actually did it. She has forty nine credits as a writer, associate wow. producer, co producer, meaning that she's a writer. Yeah, yeah. And twenty two of them are Hallmark credits. And a handful of Lifetime TV movies, 
She is consulting producer for a movie. Okay, she does a ton of Christmas movies. And the Hallmark, and she was actually interviewed on a podcast to talk about writing Hallmark and writing Christmas movies. And I haven't listened to it yet, but I bet it's a hoot. But okay, so having said that, I just wanted to say all that because she is a consulting producer for a movie that is in development currently called Santa Jaws. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh my god. This is this is amazing. Yes. Like Santa Jaws. Yeah, here's the logline. Trying to survive his family Christmas, Cody makes a wish to be alone, which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. Oh my god. This cannot be real, right? This can't. No, it is 100% a real thing. Yes. <laughs> Well, she has done quite a few shark movies. So she did Ozark Sharks and, uh, oh, where's the other one? Oh, my Lord. This is fantastic. Sharks and Christmas movies. Trailer Park Shark was another one. That was starring Tara Reid. A tropical storm floods Soggy Meadows Trailer Park and forces a hungry shark upriver. This is fantastic. She loves the sharks. She loves the sharks. She loves Santa Claus. Yes. Put them together. It's like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) Here we go. Now make it a musical and we're, we're golden. Yeah. Yeah. And then on that note... The director of these Picture Perfect Mysteries mm-hmm. is Ron Oliver, who is a like legend in Hallmark. He has done tons and tons of Hallmark work, and you can find articles about him where he is basically interviewed as like the Hallmark guy. And he has done also like he he became most famous. He started his career with the cult hit. Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, called which, which The I've Blue Velvet of, of High School Horror Movies. Yes. And he's done a ton of other horror work, but apparently what he is known for, and he says this sort of, I mean, semi-reluctantly because he clearly loves Christmas. Like, he, in all his pictures, basically, he's wearing a Christmas suit, you know, one of those ones that are printed wow. with some crazy, yeah. ugly sweater kind of print. He he's like, yeah, I've done a ton of frightening, you know, film, scary movie stuff, and but this is what everybody, you know, thinks of me for, and that's fine. So, so we were so lucky as to see a Ron Oliver, but not a Christmas, not one. a Christmas one, oddly, yeah. Now, if we can just get the holy trifecta of like a Ron Oliver Hallmark Christmas mystery with a shark movie. <gasps> Were, oh my gosh! Set. You know that Marcy is gunning for him please, to direct. Please, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, I think that's all we've got for Picture Perfect. Jessica walks away with a win. Congrats, Jessica! Woo! It's like it's it, like when you, we get a winner on here, it's almost like a birthday week kind of thing. Like she gets cake and gifts, and she gets to like set the menu for the whole week. So I do. no no i'm walking that back that's only when i win (laughs) all right i'll remember i'll remember i'll I'll keep that straight (laughs) all right well thanks so much for listening and we'll see you again next time see you next time hey everybody thanks for listening we really appreciate it and now we want to hear from you Tell us your guesses, your scores, and your suggestions for what shows we should watch next. 
go to our website, cluedunitpodcast.com, or email us at cluedunitpodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram and Facebook at cluedunitpodcast, or on Twitter at cluedunit. And if you like the podcast, please rate us and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcast to help us get the word out. And maybe you'll hear your review read on the show. Want to be a Cluedunit private investigator? Leave us a few bucks at cluedunitpodcast.com and we'll send you a personalized, official Cluedunit private investigator license. Officially approved by the totally fake Podcasting Adjudication Board in their secret headquarters in a mountain outside of Squamish. We hope to hear from you soon. Because watching watching TV TV is always better with friends. But yeah, she's like, we have to go. We have to go. We're going. We're going. And he's, and he's like, all right, all right. Hold your horses. Yeah. What was By the that way, about? small Midwest aside, do you know what the perfect comeback is when you're a child? What the perfect comeback is to hold your horses? And did anyone ever actually tell you to hold your horses as a child? I don't think so. I think I said it, but okay. yeah. What yes. was the perfect comeback? The perfect comeback is, of course, I haven't any horses to hold. Oh, jeez. <laughs>